Mr. Nate Books Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Nate. I'm the children's book author and educational book author, bringing to you books, uh, reading the world differently. And that means uh, various things in various ways, but it allows for children to adults to read uh, books that have a different perspective, come at a different angle, uh, give a different twist, give some different illustrations, give some uh, imaginative help, as well as instruction to the books for all ages. And these books are, especially the children's books, are meant to be multi-generational. And they're not just meant to be a specific reading age, they're meant to bring what I have seen um, really separated for years is that families, uh, the family structure, uh, grandparents and parents and um, a lot of different family types are splintering and they're struggling. So these books are meant to help bridge these gaps and meant to help unify and bring together and to encourage a relationship, not just the content. So these are multifaceted books, and I'm excited to you to bring this morning about the first Christmas children's book, Remembering the World's Greatest Birthday. Now, there's a reason why I wanted to do a children's uh, Christmas book, is because we have read a lot of children's books to our kids and in church children's ministries. And there's a lot of great resources out there. There's a lot of great resources that mentioned uh, the Bible passages. But sometimes I feel like the narrative, how you read it, uh, is as if it's coming from a different world and not the reader's heart. So me as a dad and as a teacher and as a pastor, I wanted to be able to have a book to where I... uh, as if I was reading it uh, directly from me to my kids or to my class or to my Sunday school kids. And I wanted to be able to provide that for you, uh, the readers, for you, the teachers, the parents, where you could sit down with kids who have never uh, heard about Christmas or who are accustomed to Christmas And they will be able to, from beginning to end, be engaged as if they're in the story itself. So the first Christmas children's book, Remembering the World's Greatest Birthday, is meant to address these questions on the back uh, cover. How do I introduce my kids and family to the Christmas story of Jesus? How do I know which Bible verses to read? How do I explain the Bible passages and story of Jesus? How do I include children in the Christmas story time? How do I start a helpful discussion of what Christmas is all about? These great questions from grandparents, relatives, parents, pastors, and teachers arise from the annual opportunity to read about and explain Christmas, the birth of Jesus. The greatest birthday in history is the reason for the annual Christmas season. And so this book from beginning to end is meant for beginners to scholars. That means as I I know a lot of scholars, 
I've been to uh, a Christian college and uh, Dallas Theological Seminary, and I, I know a lot of smart people, right? We can, we can be around a lot of smart people, but just because we're smart doesn't mean we're able to teach kids about Christmas, and sometimes we lose kids on the Bible stories. And so what this book is meant to do is to bring kids through the guidance of readers or kids that can read, but all together, and as they read it, then they will also be reading Bible passages. So it won't be, hey, turn to this Bible passage. It will be one of the kids in the story turning to and and reading the Bible passage with one of the grandparents. And listen to listen to the opening pages here. Have you heard about the first Christmas? My grandparents say that it is the greatest story in the world. The first Christmas was actually a birthday long, long ago. But maybe you were like me and others in the world. At first, I did not want to hear the story. I wanted Christmas gifts. So right there, just in the beginning first few pages, it engages uh, children to where they're at currently today, especially in America, even in Christian homes, even in Christian conservative households, where a lot of um, children are excited about gifts. Uh, That's a fun thing. God gives gifts, right? But They're often devoid or avoiding the core reason for the season, right? And so as you flip through the pages here, uh, you get to see how the grandparents start out talking about the birthday, and the boy is wanting to know (laughs) what's the birthday all about. So it says, my grandparents explain that the first Christmas started with a gift. I asked them, was it a toy, a game, or or a dog? They chuckled and said, it was a baby. I asked, what? A baby? They smiled and grandma said, yes, a baby. And it was the greatest birthday the world will ever know. And that's purposeful in that language, in that transition, to show that this is not just a historical uh, thing to know. This is an ongoing truth that is impactful, it's biblical, not just historical. And so the grandparents become the one that take upon the narrative throughout this. And there's certainly a few uh, uh, heavy parts where they got to talk about Herod killing the babies. Uh, and then there's a, a couple funny parts where we got to talk about Virgin Mary. And, one of the, and the mom chimes in and says, we'll deal with that later of what virgin means. And as you go through this, this is a thick book, but it doesn't read it as a thick book. It reads as if you were sitting with the grandparents, as if this is a time that you want to read and you want to know. So for uh, for children, they can be ages, um, for the illustrations, you know, they can go all the way down to two years old, right, two, three, four, five, six years old, and then the storyline with the words and the content, you could go up to age 12, even higher, I think, nowadays, but it's meant to be a family book that brings everybody together, 
in this uh, storyline. And when you get uh, probably through about halfway, you start to get into the structure of the Bible, where it says, Grandpa continued, I learned how important the Bible is to our world, especially Christmas. The Bible has 66 books that tell the story of Christmas, before, during, and after. It's a book of books, like a library of books. The Bible is split into two different sections. The first section is the Old Testament, and the second section is the New Testament. The 39 Old Testament books are about what happens before Christmas, and 27 and the 27 New Testament books are what happens during and after Christmas. So there is a couple pages in there that talk about the importance the importance of the Bible, the structure of the Bible, and how the Christmas story comes from the Bible. And it's important for these children to understand not just the content of the Bible passages, but also the structure of the Bible. There is a whole generation today, in the last 20 years especially in America, including the Christian church community, that are clueless, that do have, they have no idea uh, what the Bible is about, let alone the structure of the Bible or the importance of the Bible. There are so many things right now that are vying for their time, their attention, their livelihoods at an early age, and we're fighting for that. And this book is one of those tools to fight for that. And it's not a book to get away from the Bible, but to help understand what the Bible is and to get kids into the Bible, especially families to get into the Bible. So there's more that it gives uh, to dis- that it gives as descriptions to the Bible, and then it starts to go into God's Word, kind of in a meta narrative. If you've ever heard that word. It's like a grand narrative from beginning of the Bible to the end, where we start in Genesis and we go to Revelation. And that's what uh, uh, the last half of this book is meant to do, where it goes into God's creation, Genesis chapter 1 and 2, and then Genesis chapter 3, when sin entered and what happened and why was it bad? Why was it sinful? And so it talks about Adam and Eve. And as the storyline goes on from Adam and Eve, it gets to Abraham, the promise of the Messiah to come through his big family line and through the various uh, passages like in Isaiah 7 um, and then in Jeremiah. So as you're reading it as a family, you won't be reading it as if you're trying to find the Bible passages in the Bible. They're laid out in front of you in the text itself in this children's book. It's really helpful. It's a guide. It's a ease into reading where even if you have never gone through these Bible passages, you will be able to, for the first time, do it with ease as if it's laid out in front of you and it makes sense. And it's uh, like hiring me, hiring a pastor, hiring a teacher to be able to lay this out in front of you to make this feasible for you as a family as a multi-generational family, Lord willing. And so what a great opportunity. And I think one of the great things is when you get to, uh, in this book, page 28, where it opens up to the New Testament, Matthew. 
And that's where we get the genealogy of the family tree of Jesus. And so it explains that. And we get through the various aspects of uh, the core storyline of the birth of Jesus. And he's born in a stable. And uh, he's going to be... Um, kings are normally born in mansions. There's comparisons, but this one is born in a stable where he has people visiting him as a baby, as a young boy, as a two-year-old, and whatnot. Um, as I flip through uh, the, uh, towards the end here, you do have a picture of a, uh, a Jesus in here, and I debated whether to have a, a Jesus uh, fi- figure in here or not, so forgive me if, if you think this is sacrilegious, sacrilegious at all. Uh, but my wife thought it was an encouragement in the sense of, you know, as far as kids go, they're, it, it's not a sacrilegious idol uh, figure. It is a, an attempt to recognize that he is real, that he came in to life, and even though we don't know what he looks like, that he'd be Middle Eastern and uh, uh, that he would certainly be engaging. So there's only really one picture with that. Um, I've never... Um, believe that angels from the Bible had wings. I think those were cherubims and seraphims. So in the book, there's not an angel with wings, but more like a glow or a uh, persona of a person, right? That ha- That's the characteristic of an angel that comes to uh, Mary. So this book, the first Christmas children's book, Remembering the World's Greatest Birthday, is a tremendous, wonderful kids' book. I if I would recommend you having this, or even giving this to a family friend that doesn't even know uh, who Jesus is, or doesn't even know the Christmas story. This is an annual tradition. Even if it's just read once by a friend, that's an evangelistic tool right there. This is part of the Christian Church's mission. Beyond glorifying God, it is making disciples of God. It is teaching, explaining uh, everything that Jesus has commanded and that we're to observe. And and at some point, we baptized, right? But this is a tremendous teaching tool of the Bible, especially of the Christmas story, the beginning uh, or a portion of the gospel of Jesus Christ, where Jesus comes into the earth to live, to die, and to resurrect. And this is a book that I wanted to make sure was available in marketplaces that is a professional read, that is a family, multi-generational read, and it brings excitement and ease and fun and instruction to your uh, annual time frame. And what a great reminder that is. So join with me and my family and the other readers' families as we open up this first Christmas children's book, Remembering the World's Greatest Birthday this year. So what a great opportunity that is for an American generation, a global generation from continent to continent to hear of the story of the greatest birthday. And who is that? It's Jesus is greater than my birthday, your birthday, our kids' birthdays. It's him. And our kids must know this, right? This is not just uh, uh, explaining for you for marketing, uh, for a tool 
to read or to have fun, but this is a pleading uh, that that we would teach our kids who God is, especially the personal work of Jesus, that he is most important. Thank you so much for tuning in. There is more books uh, next year, 2022, and there will be podcasts that will highlight that uh, going on in uh, the spring of next year. I will be launching a couple more uh, books from the Elijah's Journey as well as then some independent books. But it is certainly going to be a busy year ahead, and there's going to be opportunities for people to even advertise with Mr. Nate Books in the books itself, as well as on the podcast and other um, uh, possibilities. So thank you again, and looking forward to the next time we get a meet here on Mr. Nate Books Podcast. Mr. Nate out.